1: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we as women are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is falling while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Spolettini, a woman of substance, insist women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves in their own bodies, just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women from all walks of life, who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears when you realize how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Diana Konkoff-Morgan is my guest today. Welcome, Diana. Thank you so much, Tina. It's so great to be here. Excellent. I'm going to read a quick bio, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions. Diana Konkoff-Morgan Marketing strategist, international best-selling published author, international speaker, is a successful serial entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience, including building two successful businesses using the strategies that she teaches her clients. Diana helps coaches, changemakers, and thought leaders, and other entrepreneurs who rely largely on relationships and referrals to gain new clients. The whole heart marketing strategy is designed to increase connections and convert them into referrals and clients with tried and tested strategies. Diana has passionately helped thousands of entrepreneurs grow their businesses, specializing in training on how to master the art of online communication, networking, and client attraction. Wow. So you are the online goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You, like, I mean, obviously, you've you know, you've learned this This is like, that has to be hard. There are a lot of people, especially women that I know, that really don't know much about how to use their computer and, you know, the online world. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that.
0: Well, you're right, Tina, that so many people really struggle with it. And, um, you know, I, I figured out a lot of it on my own. And, um, you know, I, how I, I came to this, I'll tell you a little bit about how I came to this. I, um, I had, I'm a recovered corporate misfit. I always have to say that. And, um, from there I launched my own business because my son came home from school one day and said he hated school. And I had a, a wedding ministry and I, um, I was doing marriage prep and, um, um, a marriage relationship coaching. And, uh, you know the first 10 years were great and i got to be a stay-at-home and a working mom and i got to do all of this but the last 10 years really catapulted my business because what happened is i got ahead of the curve and it was the beginning of the internet and i cracked the code and figured out how to get to the top of google and at that time it of course it was a lot easier than it is now <laughs> And, you know, from there, social media happened, and, you know, I sort of, I embraced that, and, um, you know, I became very successful, and I did that for about 20 years. And what happened, well, I built my business for about 20 years, and then what happened for me was I realized that my gifts and skills and talents could be used better if I were to transition and help people who are healing the world with who they are and their businesses by teaching people how to use the Internet and how to use uh, – at that time it was, you know, just Internet marketing, but then it became about social media.
1: Oh, wow. So now when you say use the, the Internet, um, is that like as a business owner, so how to get your your name come up on the Google search, or is it like what to search for? Like, if you're looking is,
0: for this... this is, I'm sorry, go ahead, sorry.
1: Yeah, like, I'm just wondering if it's, like, you know, how to get my name come up on the Google search, or if it's more about, um, if you're looking for this, these are the words you might want to be using.
0: It's both. And my focus is really on entrepreneurs and people who, who are using the Internet to, to get their message out. But it's not just entrepreneurs. It's nonprofit organizations. It's you know, causes that are healing the world. And and there's a lot of people who really don't understand the power of the Internet. And um, so, you know, it's really about using the right words. It's about using the right messaging. I mean, the mechanics are not as hard to learn as how important it is to have the right message and be using the right words, both to come up yourself as well as to find what you're looking for. But I'm really focused on the business aspect of it. And um, you know, it's becoming even more and more powerful and it's becoming even more and more something like I like to say, you know, every sweet hath its sour and the internet is becoming something that people can misuse and people can use it as a positive force. Sorry, my change in the world. Oops, are
1: we there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you kind of know the Internet like the back of your hand. And that, like, that bores me because, I mean, I don't know much about the Internet, to be totally honest. I mean, I know, I know how to search things up. I know, you know, the basics, but I really don't understand, like, the, um, what do they call it, the search, SEO, search? Yeah, Search Engine Optimization. Right, like I really, I mean, I know the basics of that, but I don't really understand how it works. Maybe you can explain that a little bit. I can, and, you know, that's, that's a great question, and it can
0: lead me right into the power of social media as well, because search engine optimization is basically how do I, as a business owner or as somebody who wants people to find me, how do I get people to find me on the Internet? And how that is done is by using the right keyword phrases. And like, you know, P- Google won't even bring up like one word searches anymore. They will, so what happens is like I type something into Google, like I'm looking for green dresses, you know, size 14. And then Google will go out and search all of the different um, places where that exact term appears. And so the first step is they will find all those places. The next step is they will determine if those places are viable websites. That mean it means are those websites active? Are they is the whole website about that? And I'm just using that term. It might be something like, you know, things for your cat or your dog, whatever it is. But they're going to start with the URL Then they're going to go to what is the first sentence of the page. Then they're going to go to what are the words, the keywords on that page. And so it's very important, for example, if you have a website, that each page of your website has consistent messaging because every page of your website is like its own little mini website. And and so – so basically, the longer the term is that a person puts into Google the more the closer they are to purchasing so for example, if I put dresses I'm at one level if I put you know dressy dresses, then if I put green dress size fourteen for a wedding you know then then I'm at an even further I'm further down the shopping path so If you want to reach those people, that's the kind of language you want to have on your website. So, for example, if you were a confidence coach, you would have things like confidence, self-esteem for women, or, you know, you would have those terms on your website, and then you would have content related to those terms. And just the same social media platform is also a search engine. So that is how you get found on social media platforms as well, and that is how the social media platforms determine both what is going to be in your feed and what of your content is going to be sh- and who's going to see your content it's all determined by um by your words and by your actions by what oh, who 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 are you liking, commenting, and sharing? Who is liking, commenting, and sharing your content? So it's it's not it's I mean it's it's I know it's new to a lot of people, but it's not like a big mystery. It's very very um, yes you know, very systematic, and a lot of times people talk about like oh the algorithms and they and they do change the algorithms every day, but there are ways to just not even have to worry about the algorithms. I like to say to just bypass the algorithms on social media. It's not that way on getting to the top of Google, but on social media there are ways to get seen and get found, you know, and not have to worry about those those algorithms and the analytics too much.
1: So, Okay, so on social media it's more about um, who you're connecting with. The more you connect, the more they're going to see your stuff. Am I right? Correct.
0: Exactly. Right. And, and then
1: yeah. yeah, and then for Google, um, words, it's more about being specific um on what you're looking for or what you're giving.
0: Correct. I mean right. and back to for a minute, it's also it's about who you connect with and the words and the messaging, because you can be connecting with all the right people and you can be play, or with, all, with a lot of people and playing, I like to say playing on social media, but if you're not connecting with the right people and you're not using the right messaging, then, you know, you, you make a lot of connections, but you're not necessarily going to monetize.
1: Right, right. And so, okay, now that you've mentioned the word monetize, tell me, it, this is how um, we're finding clients through social media and through Google search or Internet. Uh, I don't know what else you would call it. I call it Google search, but, I mean, lots of people don't internet, use Internet, yes, Internet marketing, Google search. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so that okay, that makes sense. That is, like, super interesting, but it's, it's, it can't be that easy. Like, it's, there's <laughs> got to be a lot
0: to it. Yes, there is, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, and that's the frustration that so many people have. Because so many people are like, well, Diana, I'm doing everything that you said. I'm connecting with people. I have the right message. And I'm still not, you know, selling anything. I'm not getting clients. And, you know, one of the things I, res- how I respond to that is, first of all, social media is really – I'm going to, like, separate the conversation now to social media and, like, put Google search on the shelf, if that's okay. and you Absolutely. Know, Google on social media, because, you know, Google is a whole different animal, and, um, and so let's just stay on social media. You know, a lot of people struggle because they don't understand that social media is for marketing. So marketing is inspiring people to take action on your expertise. Marketing is not selling. And a lot of times people think if they just put out their link and they're buy here, buy now, click here, they're going to get clients. And that's just not how social media works. How social media works, like what what I focus on in my social media is building relationships and referrals. And then what happens is those referrals turn into leads, which then I'm able to connect with those people and, uh, and generate clients. But so, for example, if I go to a networking event or if I speak, wherever I go, I connect with people and I'm really wanting whoever I meet, I'm wanting to use social media to take those relationships to a deeper level. And that's why it's really important to not just be selling, selling, selling. Um, besides the fact that if you do sell, sell, sell on social media, the um, you do you do not get good uh, good visibility when you're just selling and saying buy here and click here. So that's number one. But number two is you're not going to get a lot of clients that way. And the the thing that you want to be getting from your social media are ongoing leads and referrals. And then it's up to each person to take those leads and referrals and develop them into clients.
1: Ah, so... Basically, you want the lead before you want the um, – okay, so the marketing starts first, but you need the lead and the referral in order for you to inspire them to take the action. Right. Well, it's you're kind in- of like a – yeah, like right. that's kind of um, – yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it's not really necessarily that clients are following you and then – like they have to follow you in order for you to make business with them but it's more about you finding them and making them follow you before you can lead them into um like the action that they need for their business
0: right exactly and it's and that that's really exactly correct and it's about attracting them as well so that means it's about posting content that is attractive versus promotional. And it's about connecting with people like, so there's four plus billion people on Facebook, let's just say, you know, you don't need all four plus billion people to have a thriving business. So if you sort of like, you know, really be more selective about who you're going to play with, and play with people who are really good, active on social media, potential referral partners, you're going to get a lot more from that than trying to just like, Reach everybody, and the so so the other pieces of this, and I talk about this more um, you know in depth, but I'm going to talk about it now because you know one of the things I see too is that people they they're doing all these things and they get a person here and there and they're always just like starting over with this one or two or three people here and there because they're not offering people the opportunity to take take a deeper look at them. So for example, um, like I offer a free training. So people can come and take a deeper look at what I do and what I can help them with. And it's, I don't like it's not like a download because what I offer them in the training is similar to how I work with them. So if I had like online programs then I do – well, I do have that, but if, I, if that was all I was selling, then I would offer them something, a free sample of something that was a down, an online program. But I do live virtual trainings primarily, so I'm going to offer them a free live virtual training. And, you know, just to give them a sample, like the Baskin-Robbins pink spoon, you know, give them a sample, let them try it. And from there, what's going to happen is people are going to get on my email list. And they're going to receive my blog, which is my Whole Heart Marketing Report. And so they're going to get great quality information from me every couple of weeks. Are they going to get like a buy my this and buy my that every day? No. They're going to get something every couple of weeks. And when I have something, a promotion or an event coming up, then, yeah, I'll add in, you know, that email. But mostly my email list is my email that I'm sending out. They're 95% give and, like, 5% promote. And then from there, you know, some of those people, they're not ready now, but they're on my list. So, And my list is going to be consistently educating and inspiring them about, you know, how to use social media effectively so that when they're ready, I'm the person that's staying in touch with them. Because what we have all seen in our businesses is, you know, we get those two or three people from Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever we get them, Instagram, And then the rest of the people were like, oh, well. And then later on, you see them working with someone else because that's the person that stayed in touch with them or that's the person that was in front of them at the time when they were ready. So we want to stay in touch with people until they're ready. Like I like to say, if you're not using email and other ways to stay in touch with people, social media is like chasing a flash mob.
1: (laughs) So you're saying social media alone isn't going to help you. You need to get them on your list. And from there, that's how you're going to create your relationship. It's not just about them sharing um or uh, co- connecting with you on social media. Like lots of times we'll see, you know, in the in the um like on Instagram, we'll see, you know, if you want more information, DM me and we'll have a chat or we'll, you know, let's connect. That's that's not enough. Once you you have to get them to actually sign up for your email. Right. I mean, see, here's the thing about that. I see that a lot now, the
0: whole, hey, I have this new thing, DM me if you want it. And here's the thing. A lot of people, that may work for some people and for some demographics and for some niches, but a lot of people are just not going to do that. And so if that's all, it's fine for one strategy, but if that's all you're doing, then it is possible that you're missing a lot of people. And I don't know if you've seen that a lot lately, but I have. Um, And it's like I want people, my goal, when I, whoever I meet, if they're a potential client or referral partner, I want to get them on my list. Because once they're on my list, I know that they're going to be getting great information from me and they're going to be, you know, and they're going to be, I can be in touch with them. And I now ask for people's phone numbers. I didn't used to for years, but now I even ask for people's phone numbers. And sometimes if I feel like it was a really good lead or, you know, they came to my free thing and I didn't really get to talk to them, I might call them. Say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Just wonder how you liked the training. Did you have any questions? And, you know, I'm not calling to intentionally have a sales call And I I really am authentically calling to find out how they enjoyed it. And if they do want to talk about more working with me, I would ask them if they have time or would they like to schedule another call so that that call is not a
1: sales call, it's just a connect call. Right. And I like how you use the word authentically because I think, I mean, everybody has their own definition of what authentic is, but, I mean, the true meaning is authentic is being you, and if you're being you in these calls, your client or potential client is going to feel like she actually cared that I got something out of her, her, her program or her free training or whatever it was that you're calling for. Right, exactly.
0: And, you know, and it's just, it's, it's about building relationships. Social media is a 24-7 networking <clears throat> opportunity. And people don't realize that. It's not necessarily for sales, although sales do happen. But And I'm talking about people who are selling services. I mean, if you're, you know, selling from your Etsy store, that is a whole other conversation. I'm talking about, you know, coaches, holistic practitioners, um, direct sales people who not necessarily selling their product but selling the business opportunity or some nonprofit selling their messaging. It's it's, you know, it's an opportunity to brand yourself, to network, to connect, and to build relationships. I mean, every time, you know, I'm back into personal, uh, in-person networking, which I'm super excited about, and every time I go to a networking event, I meet people, I immediately go back to my office, and I connect with them on all of my social media. Great seeing you today, Tina. You know, it was really wonderful to see you at eWomen, and hope let's stay in touch. And then, I check out their social media. I don't paste my free thing into their messenger <laughs> unless they ask for it. And, you know, I just make a connection. I
1: love that. I, I mean, I think that that's – I think it's about the relationship building to begin with. You know, I mean, we know that when we're on social media, there are, you know – The the chances of you finding one person that does the one job that you might need are slim. I mean, there's so many people out there doing similar jobs, right? And we could connect with any one of them, but it's about that relationship that you are trying to build that are going to connect the people. Because, I mean, let's face it, not everyone is your person, right? right? Not everyone is going to, you know, band well with you. So once you're out there and people are watching you, they're going to know if they want to have a relationship with you or not. Right. And That's if you awesome. have
0: if you have those kind of relationships with people, then, um, like, so, for example, whenever I meet some, I know that I'm not like the others in terms of what I do for people with social media, so whenever I meet someone who, Maybe they specialize in a certain platform, or maybe they just whatever they're doing in the area of social media. I will get to know them because I will be able to refer them, and they can refer me. I met with three people yesterday in the marketing arena, who we will all be referring each other because we all do different things, you know. And and that's another power of social media, and that's also the power of email because. When people get my emails, they, it gives them something that they can forward to other people, to tell other people about me. It gives them something to learn more about me. And, you know, you can't say everything in one interaction. And, you know, it takes time for us to get clear with people about what we do and to see if we're right for them. So the email gives, like, a lot more chances to connect with people to see if we're
1: a good match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I do have a question about the whole email marketing. Um, You know, like if you need something or you take something from Pinterest, lots of times you have to give them your, you know, your email address and then you become, they're on their list. I I mean, I'm being honest, most of those emails I do not read. right? Right? So how do you... I mean obviously if someone is purposely signing up with you they want something from you so they might if they're looking for you know more products that you might be able to supply or more services they're going to read your emails but I mean we get I get emails like oh my gosh you know like way too many emails and I have to pick and choose which ones I I read how do you manage that like how do you make yours um Readable. How do you make yours, I you know, so that your clients or your potential clients are actually reading them?
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question with a question. Answer. I mean, I'm gonna answer a question with a question. Okay. First, first, and then I'm gonna answer your question. So my question to you is,
1: which ones do you read? Right. So I read the ones that I'm looking for answers from. And what right? is, like? Yeah. What
0: is, like, how are those emails?
1: Like, what what do you like about them? Well, sometimes what I like about them is when they're short, short and sweet, because I have this list that I have to get through, right? Unless right. I'm looking for something. Like, if you're sending an email and I'm looking for a specific answer and your email header is kind of like a teaser for that, then I will read the whole email. Good. But I like short and sweet. Right. So
0: those are both Part of my answer is that you know not all my emails are short and sweet, but my emails. I know my clients intimately. I know what their challenge is. I know what their problem is. I know what their struggle is. I know. I mean, my ideal client. You know, I am very niched. My ideal client is like just show me what to do in plain English. And, you know, don't talk down to me and don't talk fast and just help me and don't make me talk to 10 other people and, you know, and I just want to know how to do this. And so I address those kinds of things in my email list and in my emails. And another thing that I keep in mind, so my first about, so I have like sort of a series, my emails are, Essentially, my blog. So I, I write. They're they're educational. They're they're things that my clients need and want to know. And emails that I send to anyone who signs up on my list are just informational emails. There might be a little link at the bottom that says join my Facebook group or come to my freebie, but that is it. And they so they get six informational emails before. I do anything else. And the rest of us are blogs mostly. So by the time they have gotten those six emails, they know kind of like what they're going to get from me. But how many times have you signed up, like signed up for the person's thing on Pinterest, and their first six emails are last minute sales, buy my this, two more minutes to buy that, get this now, right?
1: Yeah, I have and, about 12 in my email box right now. Right, and I immediately unsubscribe to those. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I've been doing. i all do. And, you know, um,
0: a, a lot of times, because I teach this in my program, and people say, like, well, Diana, you know, email is dead. Nobody reads emails. And here, if you are doing that promotional buy my this and buy my that, then you are right. Email is dead. But if you are sending great quality information, people still read their emails. It's like even, like, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, there's no millennials or any young people on Facebook. They are on there. They are looking. They are lurking. And they say nobody reads email. People are reading email. So do not believe the people who say those things, you know, because they're probably
1: trying to sell you something. (laughs) Right. Or they're not interested in what you have to sell, right? Right. Who? The people that are saying nobody reads emails.
0: Or they're, I'm using air quotes when I say, they're marketing experts who are trying to sell you whatever their thing is. Right. You know, a lot of the marketing experts are saying that. They're saying that email doesn't work. And it's salesy, icky email doesn't work. But great educational content email, especially if you're targeting people that are like over 50 or over 45, you are really missing out if you don't have email marketing campaigns. And right,
1: cause we're you, the generation that's reading it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you don't think that the the younguns are on Facebook, they are. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just learning. Or just they don't just 'cause someone doesn't like comment or share doesn't mean they're not they seeing it
1: that's right yeah that that that's totally right. I see that with my own kids, right yeah like, two older they're twenty two and they're on there, you know one's using it more for marketplace, but my other daughter, i mean my daughter is like a hairdresser, so she uses it for you know marketing as you say right, right. exactly.
0: Right, unless you want, you know, I mean, you're just missing out there's four plus billion people. And I want to say, I know I talk a lot about Facebook because um, Facebook is the mothership, as I say, it's the, you know, and I really feel that if you're going to be using social media, you want to be at minimally on Facebook and LinkedIn, and you can share almost the same things on both of them. I mean, I can't say that I would necessarily share pictures of my little kitties or something, but you can pretty much share the same things and but it's different people and you know i also get the you know well i'm business to business so i only do linkedin business to business is still a person okay you're still marketing and selling to a person so that is a limiting belief to say i'm just business to business so i'm only doing linkedin because we're talking about billion people
1: Oh, okay, so, so that's I, that leads me to my next question. Now, I always thought that LinkedIn was more business to business. Now, I get that you're still selling; like, you're not going to get like the big companies, like you know Rogers and Shaw, on LinkedIn. But you're going to have like you have businesses that are being run by people, and so you're. It's okay, from what I'm understanding, that you're saying it's okay for you to share personal stuff about yourself uh, right. on LinkedIn. But not like, you know, oh, my baby's turned 21 today. It's more about like um, your personal experience with other businesses maybe or just how you grew your business and what it meant for you personally. Exactly. Perfect. Those are both perfect examples
0: or testimonials of successes with clients without using their names unless you have permission or excitement about your own successes, like maybe you're speaking somewhere or maybe you just published a book or – um, you have a, you're launching a new program, but I mean, yeah, I don't. You know, you might not share my baby's turning twenty today. I like that. I'm gonna use that one. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but my but the thing is that um, you know people want to know you, and if you look, if you do your own research, and you start to look at who is getting the visibility and who's coming up in your feed, you know, think about that. And especially if you are a coach and you are somebody, you know, again, business to business is still a person. And, you know, I'm talking, even if you were like a corporate trainer or you were looking for corporate, uh, you know, you're a business coach for corporations, you're still making those connections um, to another human. And the thing is, I love LinkedIn because LinkedIn, it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's so much more organized. Facebook feels kind of chaotic these days, but I still do it a lot and I still get a lot from it. But LinkedIn, you know, you could find connections and then you can see who who's, their connections are and then you can ask for introductions. And, um, you know, you do get a lot more spammy stuff in the Messenger with LinkedIn, but, you know, I I pretty much just ignore it. And um, every so often I look at it. And unfortunately, every so often I look at it and I do miss something once in a while. So I I do recommend not ignoring it, but I also recommend that it's not a good place to just do drive-by promoting, (laughs) too, because I think a lot of people just don't even see it in there. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to something about the newsletter and something about LinkedIn Messenger and Facebook Messenger is that I use those – those are, like, sacred for me. So I use those the same way I might use texting. And so I'm only going to use those with people that I know. I'm never going to use Messenger or – You know, just send an email. I'm never going to put someone on my email list that hasn't given me permission. And so that also makes a huge difference around people reading it, around people responding to your – like if I glance at my LinkedIn Messenger and I see there's a message from someone that I know, then I'm going to dive right into that one. There's a bunch of messages from people I don't know, and there's a bunch of the drive-by promoting in my messengers, you know, I I just ignore it. I don't even look at it. And that's just me. Maybe some people look at those, but I want you, whoever you're listening, to keep that in mind, that if that's all you're doing, you may be missing a lot of people. Like I think a quality comment on somebody's post that is thoughtful and heartfelt and authentic is going to get – so much more makes so much more impact than the drive by promoting in Messenger. If you're interested right. in get to know somebody, start playing with them on social media. Liking, commenting, sharing and like I, I like to say and caring, you know. I love that. And
1: that's like I mean, I have lots of um coaches on my feeds and I you know, they, they have some really, really awesome messages and lots of times I will like it or love it, right, however you want to, you know, say it, right. I will comment and tell them how much I appreciated hearing it and thank them for sharing, but then I also share it so that the people on my feed will also get the same message, right, in, in exactly. whatever, and and then you get, like, it, and then it's kind of a ripple effect. Then that person who made that post, you know, is getting seen by how many more people on Facebook other than her own or his own, um, I don't know, friends or contacts, right.
0: I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's how it works. And, you know, I love that, Tina, and that's what I do too. And, like, I share one of my own and one of someone else's every day, you know, at least. And sometimes if I'm not feeling that inspired, I'll just share other people's stuff. And what happens is they they get their, their stuff out there, they see the notification, and then they're like, oh, Tina shared my stuff. And then, like, if it's somebody you don't know, and you want to know them better, and you share their content, they're going to see that notification, and they are most likely going to come and check you out. And right. So that's why also, you know, that's how the search engines work. That's how the search engines know what you want in your um, page. So that is why I say be intentional with what you're doing on social media. So be, you know. Play with people who are your potential referral partners because then their f- content's going to show up in your feed, your content's going to show up in their feed, they're going to see your notifications. So, you know, that's how you play intentional social media.
1: And that totally makes sense, right? That's how, yeah, that's the um, like, share. Now, tell me, now, obviously, if you're on like the social media just Because you're, you know, just for a personal, you are working corporate and you have no desire to start your own business. You're, you know, scrolling and you're, you know, you're learning, but you're just scrolling. But as a business owner, how much time do you suggest that we spend on social media within our workday just doing, like, looking for clients or looking for referrals? Okay. I would imagine there's, like, a time like a maybe like a time of the day or a length of time? I
0: recommend, you know, provided that you have all these
1: pieces set up, I call it your marketing
0: machine, which is your email campaigns, your social media campaigns, you've got a free thing. So you have your system set up, which is to get people into your free thing and, you know, to connect and build the relationship. Then I say if you did at – least an hour a day uh, of playing, like maybe 30 minutes early in the day and 30 minutes later on in the day or four segments of 15 minutes throughout the day, you are going to start to see your social media expand exponentially. And I know that right when I said that, many of our listeners went out of their bodies and said, Diana, are you (laughs) hitting me? (laughs) (laughs) And so here's what I want to say. To the through that, yeah no, I'm not kidding, and I'm not talking about you know jump on Facebook and do I fallen and I can't get out and now you're on YouTube. I'm talking about intentional social media for business, which means you're playing with the people who are your potential referral partners and um, you know possibly clients and so what I recommend is um, and this is again what I teach in my program, which is You know, you can't pay someone to be you on social media. So you spend your time doing that. And then you hire someone to do the other parts of it. But, you know, it's important that you know what to tell them to do. So you still have to know how to do email campaigns and how to do all that. You just don't have to do it. Once you know, then you can hire someone to do it. And that way, you you are doing the thing that is the highest and best use of your time, and you're hiring out the things that you don't need to be doing. And here's the one last thing I want to say about that. So if you are listening, when you are listening to this, I want you to think about, just pause for a moment and think about what is the dollar value of three or six clients over the course of six months? And I want you to think about that number. And if the number is not a really hot number, I want you to think about your business model. Um, Hopefully it is a really hot number for you. And hopefully it's a number that will motivate you to say, yeah, an hour a day. If I was really getting three to six clients a month from this, an hour a day would be so worth it to me. I want to say I probably spend at least two hours a day told on my social media. But it's enjoyable to me. It's building relationships. It's connecting, networking. And it's part of my marketing strategy. It's it's like I'm saying, you know, it's a networking group for me. So maybe not two hours a day. Maybe I spend an hour, an hour and a half. But I But it's worth it to me because I – this is how I have built my business for the past sixteen years, and if it wasn't worth it to me, I can guarantee you I would not be doing it and that 's primarily Facebook and LinkedIn for me. I do post on the other platforms and I post on Instagram for branding, but I'm networking and connecting on Facebook and LinkedIn.
1: Wow, that sounds like I mean in all honesty to an hour and a half to two hours sounds like a lot of time every day, but it's also part of the workday. But I also didn't
0: do that in the beginning. I An hour a day, you know, I did in the beginning, and when I started getting so many more clients, I realized how much, how, how worth it was to me to, you know, I mean, think about if you go to a networking event, so, you know, there's the whatever time before the the getting dressed the driving there the two two and a half hours of networking the driving home you that's like your whole day yeah right And then here I'm talking about an hour to one to two hours, like even one hour. And I'm not saying you should do two hours a day. I'm just saying I'm just being honest that I do that because it's worth it to me. But you can really start to see a ramp up in an hour a day if you have all the pieces of the puzzle in place. And, you know, for me, like I do online networking. I go to a lot of online networking groups and I go to a couple of things in person. And, man, After I come home from my networking event in person, I am done for the day. You know, I don't do much in the morning. I go to my networking event and I come back. And what do I do? I get on Facebook and LinkedIn and connect with all those people. So, you know, in terms of time and efficiency, like mostly, honestly, when I go to in-person networking events, it's like for social and fun and to to meet people, the my online networking stuff, it is social and fun, and I meet people, but it is also um, about referrals and clients for me.
1: Right, right. I get that. I get that. And so you do, like, you go on Facebook, and you comment or you message every one of those connections that you've made. Some days it might be two or three, but then some days it's probably more closer to 10 or 12, if not right. more. Right. right, and
0: also one of the things that – one of my strategies is I don't – I mean, I'm in a million groups because in the old days we thought we should be in a million groups. But I have about like four or five groups that I'm super, super involved and present in, and I play in those groups. And in the group, more people are going to see your posts than if you just then see it maybe in your news feed. So I you know, I some of them are a group that is connected to a networking group and some of them are just an online group that is um, you know, a community. So I I will spend time in those groups. I have on my calendar, you know. I play all week and then I have the day in my calendar. Like a lot of them, one day a week you can promote. So like I know day is one of my groups. so I can promote in there on Tuesday. Another one is Friday. So I'm playing all week. And then uh, whenever the day is, I have it on my calendar. I put my promotional, my free thing in there. And, um, you know, it is a strategy that really works for me. I love that. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's very for me it's very systematic it's all in my calendar and it's 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 a viable marketing strategy it's not just random acts of facebook and that's also what i teach it's like you have to understand that i'm talking about a a a system and a strategy and not just like okay everybody
1: go get on facebook for an hour <laughs> No, like you like you said, it has to be intentional, and you need to be authentic. <clears throat> you don't want others to see you or hear you, and you're just doing what Diana told you to do.
0: <clears throat> right. <And clears throat> when speaking of authentic and intentional, when you are commenting on other, you know, every single thing we do leaves a digital per- footprint on social media, and so when you make a comment or you, um, you, whatever you do on social media. Other people see it. And I, I have made comments on people's social media and had other people start to follow me and start to get interested in me, you know? And, and that's the power of social media.
1: Yes, absolutely. I get that. I get that. I love that. We could talk for hours. <clears throat> and, as an entrepreneur myself, I know that there are a million more questions that I could ask you, uh, but we're not I don't want to bore the clients or the listeners right because I mean they can reach out to you if they want um some more advice or some more knowledge for you to share um, Maybe tell us the best way to contact you
0: sure um my the best way to contact me is my um well, my email is Diana, D-I-A-N-A, at wholeheartmarketing.com, and I do have a Facebook group, which is um Whole Heart Marketing with Diana Contoff-Morgan, where people, you can ask questions, and then if you if it's a long answer, I'll do a Facebook Live, or if it's a short answer, I'll answer it. But those are, you know, my website is wholeheartmarketing.com, so I, I have my freebie on there, and have all my stuff, and you can take a tour. And I would love to hear from you. Just Any questions or comments or your experiences of, you know, implementing anything that I talked about today?
1: I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. I know that we might have to have a part two as, you know, I mean, (laughs) social media is changing daily, right? So, um, you know, in a... You know, a couple months there might be, it might be so different that we need Diana back to explain what's going on out there. But thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure, Tina. Thanks for asking me. Yes, confidence in bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape, so if you want something to believe, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at InfoBloomStyling or by email at Tina at InfoBloomStyling.com or through the Divas That Care website.